All right, this is the Big Kid Show. I'm Mr. B, and thank you for kicking it with us, even if it's just for a little to medium-sized bit. It's up to you. Yeah, sometimes we go medium-sized. All right, with with me in the treehouse today, we got some Big Kid VIPs. Big Nick's laughing here. We can't keep everyone in control. All right, we got Big Nick, and we got Marcus, the Skee-Ball King. And today, we're playing Top 3. Thank you, boys and girls. We welcome and appreciate your applause. All right, we're playing top three. You know the drill. We don't got to go over all that stuff. It's top three. It's easy to figure out. All right, today's topic is top three arcade games of the 1980s, specifically 1985 to 89. The late 80s. And if you haven't listened to yet, go back and listen to our early 80s from 80 to 84 because there's so many awesome arcade games in the 80s. We had to split it up. The big right. kids, we love arcade games. We got to give them the due honor that they deserve. Too much. Too All much. right. So is there anything cooler than going to the arcade and dropping $10 into various games? The answer is no. Arcade was king when you were a young lad. All the lights, the sounds of games beeping and calling from, out for you to play them. They're like, Big Dick, play me, play me, play me, play me. Oh, the you big- got played. Yeah, the big kids. <laughs> the, big, <laughs> the big kids love arcade games. But we're only focusing up on the stand-up arcade games, people. So we're not talking about the at-home or computer games. This is the ones you got to pump in a quarter, and you're standing cool. there, yeah, next to some sweaty fat guy that's trying to trying to beat you. <laughs> that, that's the ones we're talking about. He's trying to bump right. you off the sticks. Plus, the Big Kid Research Team wanted to mention that they absolutely love this one because they spent like 40 hours in the arcade. Just I think they might have spent like $5,000 in arcade money. So They might have. Yeah, they we blew might, our budget. Hopefully we, can, hopefully, we can write that off on taxes, Big Nick. Just let me know. <laughs> All right. So, everyone, grab your BK Knights super sweet starter jacket and a fistful of game tokens because we're jumping into our top three 85 to 89 arcade games of all time. Yeah. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to our show. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Let us know. It goes a long way. Plus, drop a couple hints on some show ideas. We love to hear from you guys. We're here for you. We work for you. Shoot And a big thanks to all you guys that are regular listeners. You guys are awesome. We love you guys. Absolutely. Marcus, you won the coin flip ahead of time. Yes. You kick us off first, baby. Let's roll. All right. All right. Yeah, so I will get things started off with a um, quick story, if you guys don't mind. Just how it, it, it's going to reflect in all these different games I had. There was a, of course, there was a there was a place down the street from me, um, not down the street, but within five, you know, ten minutes. That it was an arcade center, um, small, as in like a strip mall. But every Sunday morning, they would have an hour of open gaming. Ooh. And you would pay like, I, I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it was like five bucks, four or five bucks for an hour. And you just went in there and like went crazy. So it was just like a bunch of like six through 12, 13 year olds just arcade gaming it up. And they had at least like 70, 80 games. I mean, just a ton of different games. So that's where a lot of my time was spent with arcade games as a young lad. So with that being said, one of the first games that grabbed my attention and would not let go was a 1989 released arcade game by the name of Golden Axe. Oh, yes. So good call. I don't know if you guys remember this one, but there was three warriors that you could choose from um, to get into technical details. We're on a quest to rescue Yuria and avenge the, the losses of 
at the hands of Death Adder. But uh, but basically, you had an axe wielding dwarf. You had a uh, uh, broadsword, a two handed broadsword, kind of like a Conan type character, mm-hmm. and then an Amazon woman. And all three of them had their own special skills. They mm-hmm. all had their own like special deal that they brought to it. The graphics were pretty advanced. I mean, 1989, it actually was ported over to Sega Genesis. So this one skipped the NES console and went straight to Genesis, 16-bit. And I think I remember playing it on Genesis, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So this one, they had like the little dwarfs. They had little bags or whatever, or shells. I never could tell if it was a bag or a shell on their back. But you kicked them, and little potions would come out or little health things. And you'd pick up these potions, and then it would... You'd build up the bar and it would allow you to do these huge, like across the whole screen magic thing um, and take out all the characters. So I just remember that one because it was such a cool co-op thing to do with your friends because you you could have more than one person playing together on the same team. You guys pick a few different characters and it probably, guys, kind of kicked into my love for um, that game Hero Quest. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to our top three board games. Nailed it. But it's very much... In the in the realm of Hero Quest, because you know mm-hmm. it's kind of got the same type of vibe, same type of environment, characters. Um, but yeah, you could you could ride dragons like fire breathing dragons. You could hop on these little I don't even know what they were. They look like little fish with beaks. I mean, who knows what they were? But <laughs> but it was just an awesome game. And I it's, it's, like, it's, science. it's, it's a science. It's science. It's a beak fish. Science. But um, but it was just it was awesome, man. It was a fun game you could hop on with your buddies, and uh, and obviously you both one of you had to stay alive because if the second person, if you both died, yep. the game was completely over. But if you could pump a quarter in quick enough while your buddy was still trying to fight off the horde or whatever, you know, you were fighting, you were back in, and you kept it going. Love the game. Love the games when you can play simultaneously with your yeah. buddy or brother. So mm-hmm. love that game. And I, I do remember that game. That one was probably not the most popular. So I love that you picked that because absolutely. Um, and that was I, at the end of 89. I think it probably was even more popular in the 90s. It was. It was like October, I think, of 89. So, so end so of the was, year. So squeaking yeah. in, squeaking in. Squeaking. Excellent pick on Golden Axe for Mark's number three pick of. Arcade games, eighties from arcade games from eighty five to eighty nine. Big Nick, drop us with some knowledge from the dawn of time. <laughs> Here comes we go. a legendary warrior to thrill players everywhere. My pick is Rygar for number three. Rygar. Yes. You guys remember nice. Rygar? Yeah. Yep, yeah. That was on my honorable mentions. Well, yeah, that's and that, that's what it said at the top of the game, if I remember correctly, from the dawn of time. Uh, Rygar, what was cool, it, w- it was a side-scrolling game, very much kind of Dungeons & Dragons, Hero Quest kind of uh, type action going on. It supposedly takes place like four and a half billion years ago. Mark, I know you struggle with centuries and decades. That's, and stuff. that's a long don't, time ago. Don't, don't try to figure out four yeah. and a half billion years. Explode. Um, <laughs> f- just FYI, TVs did not exist back then, Mark. Um, but <laughs> this it supposedly takes place four and a half billion years ago. What's interesting to me is I always thought that Rygar was the main character. Maybe he is, but but 
when doing some digging and, and research on the game itself, it says that the the character you play is only known as the legendary warrior and not actually known as Rygar. Now, interesting. Remember the the villain is Ligar. L I G A R. So they're like, you know what? We're we're, we're not going to try real villain. hard with. Uh, well, and you with, wonder if if sometimes the translation of because a lot of these games were made in Japan that they just were like, yeah, let's just yeah. call it this, and because we're not sure how it translates into English. You have a dentist named Crentis. Crentis. I I do. I do. I do. And so sometimes I think that we are all a victim of circumstance, right? And like, this is one of my favorite games because this was one of uh, the stand-up arcade games that was readily accessible to me at multiple venues that I would go to. And not all of the venues I would go to to play arcade games shared all the same games. This one was at all three of the places that I would frequent. And this was a game that I got fairly good at. And look... When you're a kid, you got no money. Hell, we're adults. We still got no money. But when <laughs> when you're a kid, you got no money. You're trying to stretch that quarter, stretch that quarter out as long as you can for as much minutes of gameplay as possible. And this was a game I could jump on, and I was I was naturally good at this one. Uh, not naturally good at all arcade games, but this one just worked with me. I was a natural on it. And so I would play this one often. You guys might remember one thing that, that was kind of the, the famous part of this game was the weapon, the weaponry. So Rygar or the legendary warrior, whatever we want to call him. This was a 1986 game made by the good folks over at Tecmo, uh, who they know how to play football. Don't they? Love now, that company. one Love thing them. that they created as well, for the Rygar game was a weapon that I would, I would argue you will not see this or find it anywhere else. Very much like our no phones game show that we created. It's called, was it the the Zygar? (laughs) Close. close. (laughs) Oh, Schmygar. Schmygar. You're getting warmer. It was the disc armor. So the disc armor, remember he had this, it looked like right here on the bag. On the screen, it looked like he ha- he had like this whip that would that would yes. shoot out this like bladed yep. thing. But really, what it was, it was a shield that was on a chain, and so he would sling that that shield, and it would spin, and it would cut up and destroy the enemies and villains in front of you. Yes, I, and that's what the one thing I remember from that game. It was like this, like. I mean, yeah, like it seemed like he was like throwing a chain whip with yep. like a blade at the end. And that was so cool because it was like you could hit people yep. from a distance. Like, yeah, gotcha. And, and and then it would come back like a boomerang to him and he would exactly. catch it. And then and then he would use it again. Then he would catch it. it the th- that was the thing that drew me to the game was the, the first time that I played it. I was like, what a unique weapon that this dude has. It's not a traditional sword or axe or anything like no. that or a gun or anything like that. It's something very unique and uh Apparently, four and a half billion years ago, that was the weapon of choice, my friends, because yeah. wow. the legendary warrior, he saved Earth using saved. the disc I, armor. I, I love you, because I, I thought it was just like a some kind of like knife blade thing. I didn't know it was actually just armor spinning around, so that's very interesting. The, you're exactly right. The graphics made it look like it was some kind of bladed, yeah. like almost like a, like a, a buzzsaw or something at the yeah. end of a chain. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, I mean, going back to the, to those games, the story wasn't really what you paid attention to. 
right? I mean, as a kid, no. especially, no. like you were just like, I right. can control that this guy throws this sweet thing that's going to yep. destroy a bunch of monsters. That's all I care about. You know, I mean, yeah. like it's kind of like the uh, the NES episode we did with the Kung Fu game. Like, it's not a whole lot of story. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Karate chopping a bunch of dudes. So, to no, me that's too, a great choice, Big Nick. This was, I, you know, I never experienced Contra in the arcade. And I know it went from arcade to console. And we all, that's, you know, a, of course, a favorite game of everybody's from the Nintendo console, the original mm-hmm. Nintendo console. But mm-hmm. the one thing that I think that I really dug Rygar was because to me this was like the medieval version of contra in a way because it's that side scrolling the the villains coming at you and you're you're always you're always moving to your right moving to your right trying to advance on the screen and i i don't know i look back nostalgia love this game rygar Love it picked. So, hey, big qu- uh, question, Big Nick. Was that one that um, it, it, I believe that was just a one player game, though, right? Like you couldn't have two players at the same time, right? Correct. Um, okay. I, I actually, you I could mean, have two. You could have two players, but they would play at different turns. Yes, it, it rotate back and forth. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that pick, and uh, God, I forgot about that game. So, I love you brought that up. Now we got to do a. Uh, an arcade trip. We'll just knock a bunch of little kids out of the way and play video games. <laughs> well, a few places have opened like the, uh, the bars where you could do the arcade games, like eight, eight bit arcade and those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of a cool concept as well. Field trip. Field trip. <laughs> Good pick. Rygar for big Nick's pick. All right. So I'm going to go with a game released also in 86, big Nick titled rampage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good. Yes. Pick. And so this was one, and my theme is going to be with, so I love the games where multiple people could play on the same screen. So this was one that it was supposedly like there's three different humans and they are transformed into these gigantic like animal monster people due due to experiment related accidents. There was George who was like a King Kong gorilla, Lizzie who was like a reptile and Ralph who was like a, like a werewolf. Ralph. Yeah. But there are these, so you could have three people playing kind of on the same team and you basically, your job was to destroy this city. So you're like, you're like smashing buildings and you're trying to smash helicopters and, and you actually get power by eating people. And <laughs> which I is kind of crazy to think about. Like, right, right. We That's were, what we're you know, teaching our children. Eight, nine yeah. years old. You like punch out a building and then there's a person in a bathtub and you're like, grab him and eat him. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, this is awesome. Eight year old Brian's just like, I like, I was like, I was like, dad, I just ate seven people and killed a whole community. <laughs> and I, of course, I, I mean, I had, I had a younger brother. So a lot of times we would want to play on the same game. And if we could work together, it was even better. So it was like we had the same yeah. goal of let's smash this town up. And we were just, we literally were rampaging all over this thing, just climbing up buildings and smashing them. And just, I just loved the whole premise of it. And it was a simple premise, too. I mean, it wasn't like there was a lot of strategy. It's just smash up the thing with before you get killed, really. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what it was. And, I didn't know this because I, of course, this is a game I never beat, but apparently like, it's like you rotate through each level and you keep going. And the guy built in 768 levels is how many there's in there. Yeah. Of course I never, I I never got to that because I wasn't very good at it, but um, it's a lot of quarters, son. 
Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of people eating. A lot Can of quiet. you remember, Mister B? So that was definitely on my honorable mentions. I'm really glad you, that made your list. Do you remember? I can't remember if you worked together with people on that or if you were actually competing for points. So I think it was both. So okay. I mean, obviously, the goal is to destroy the city to move to the next level, but it tracked your points and health yeah. separately. So yeah. like, so like, yeah. So if I smashed up more stuff than you did. I would have more of a higher score and I, my health might be better, but yeah. at least we survived that round together and we would move on. So it was, there was some competitiveness, but it was still a co-op. So it was kind of cool in that sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like so it. I like lo- loved Rampage. And it, I mean, again, the research team is all over this. It makes me want to go to an arcade right now and just play some Rampage. <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right, Marcus, let's swing it back to you for your number two pick of favorite arcade game from 85 to 89, buddy. That's right. So I am going to go pretty popular. This is another one that was um, a 1989 selection that was also ported to uh, console in 90 in the NES, and that would be... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles in a half shell. Turtle power. Turtle power. How many times can you say turtle in uh, in the same lines in the song? Um, that that game, like, so obviously there was an animated series that came out two years earlier than the game, than the arcade game came out, and I was a huge fan of the animated series. So I remember same. when this game came out, it was like I get to control, which at the time Donatello was my favorite, Michelangelo very close second like i get to control them in the game and do what i watch on tv because like i think people forget like we're so inundated with video games nowadays like the ability to control and like have power to do the things on the screen versus just sitting there and watching it was a completely new thing like it wasn't like today it's very it's so funny i hear you know kids these days get off my lawn i hear him talk about how (laughs) i hear him talk about how like oh the graphics in madden suck it's like dude do you even know what you're talking about like we had like little pixels on screen that like there were seven of them that moved and it was like yeah it's the greatest thing ever so and the graphics were pretty good for the time of this it was a side scroller but yep. you could move kind of like Golden Axe. You could move up and down the screen. So it was kind of yeah, a 3 Yeah, it wasn't just linear. You kind of had more of a space to go up yeah. and down. And also, and you could go backwards, but the screen would stop you, if I remember correctly. Exactly. So it was like a 2D, 3D. And you got to fight like all of the good enemies. You got to fight Shredder and Krang and Foot Clan and like all the big popular enemies from the franchise. Remember Bebop? Um, Bebop. Rocksteady. Right. Rocksteady. Yeah, and then, you know, the movie came out soon after that. So there was just so many good things, and Konami was the one that put this together. God bless Konami. There's some of those, like, companies that I think of from the 80s and 90s, like Konami, like Tecmo, some of those companies where you're just like, God bless your souls because you created so much goodness. But, um, but yeah, this is this is the one I got. Um, it was insanely popular, you know, and yes. obviously it probably – hit its peak in the 90s so maybe i'm cheating a little bit but it was released in the 80s and that's all that counts hey released in 89 that counts buddy that's right that's right so that's what i got excellent pick and i love that game too buddy that's a genuine dime so i'll tell you what 
that was definitely an honorable mention for me. And, and I had a really hard time not putting that one in my top three, because I'll tell you this, when I think back to my arcade days, there's a very strong chance that that is one of three games that I spent more quarters or tokens on than any <laughs> other game that ever existed yep. uh, in, yep. in in my arcade life. Because um, <laughs> you could play yeah. with four friends, which even at that time was like mind blowing that you, well, you couldn't just play with one other guy. Like if you came with a group of guys, you could that- all play together. That was one of the more unique aspects of the game. And of course, the popularity of the Turtles at the time and the movie, of course, was also a draw as well. But to get four people on there, and, and, and I think that this is a huge factor in me saying this. This is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade game is one of the few arcade games that I have finished from start to finish that I, I, I beat oh, it multiple times. Nice. Congrats, buddy. Yeah. Well, I beat it multiple Very times nice. because you're paired with three other people. If you got, th- yeah. if you got a group of four that are willing to just pump quarters into this thing, you will beat it eventually. Now, yeah. the the reason why you don't beat most arcade games is because we're only so good at them and you can only stretch that quarter so far and you only get so many quarters, right? Cause you're a kid, you're not in charge of how many quarters they sent you out exactly. into the world with. And, but that game, because there were four, I remember that we would even like strategically, um, figure out how we were going to drop quarters, right? Like if, if the, <laughs> so picture this, Mark, you know what I'm talking about? This the, at times on the screen, you would feel like you would have either one, opponent one one villain or you would have a screen full of them right now if you got four turtles out there battling a screen full of villains eventually you start to clear them out and clear them out now if there's only now we got one turtle left and the other three of uh, are temporarily dead until they pump in another quarter well a lot of us we would we would see what what was going on with the screen and sometimes the player would go no 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 you guys hold off on your quarters for just a second. Let me finish these guys off. Don't take any damage, unnecessary yeah. damage. Let me clear out this spot real quick and then drop your quarters. And we got strategic with it after a while. Yeah. Super strategy. And I remember even like when you died sometimes, I can't remember if it was on this game, but there was definitely some where like you died and then there was a timer where you couldn't get back in for 10 seconds or like, 15 like it, seconds. You were like yeah. flashing or something. And, and then franticness of like trying to dig the quarter out of your pocket, <laughs> well, the, the timer's <laughs> running. The flashing five, five, four, yeah. The flashing three. meant that you might not be able to continue. Now, yes. I yeah. think that Ninja Turtles was one of those game styles where as long as you hit a button, it would reset your countdown, but it would take a second off and it would start like it would start at 30 seconds. So you could essentially hit the hit a button and now your your countdown starts at 29 and you hit it again. It starts at 28 and then it hit it again. It starts at 27. Yeah, we had a whole there was me and and a close friend of mine. Uh, that played the crap out of this game, but we would pair up with some other people at the arcades and and have a little discussion before we'd go in and hit it. See, strategy 101, buddy. I love it. Teenage Mutant right. Ninja Turtles. I was all pick. always wanted to be Leonardo. I was usually well, that was usually my dude. And, and I always loved that too, is because it was who, who did you want to be? I mean, Mark's a Donatello guy, you're a Leonardo. I was always a Michelangelo guy. 
Yep. And yep. I going back, I think my brother was always a Raphael guy. So it's like it's just interesting, go. like your personality would pick <laughs> different people. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, well and, and it was one of those things where you know I, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but like the fact that it made you work together was what made it so fun to go to the arcade with friends. Agreed, agreed. You know what I mean? Like it was like you weren't like, all right, man, I'll talk to you in a few hours. You know what I mean? Like you were constantly like get him no go up there i'm, right, I'm gonna go yeah. over here and you you know you're just like that franticness and then working together it was it was so much fun which carries over to the new age video games now when you get into some of these like war games where it's you're communicating it's just it's kind of yeah. the same thing it was just on a much smaller scale and you're but you're like right next to each other but you're bumping elbows and you're like mm -hmm. all right hey i'll take this guy and you wait to put your quarter in it just that was awesome so absolutely boom teenage mutant ninja turtles as mark's number two big nick what is your number two arcade game from 85 to 89? So here's one thing that's interesting, too. I mean, I'm sure we, we've got a listener or two out there that may have never, I, I'm sure they've seen them, but may have never experienced playing arcade games or maybe never have experienced them in the way that we did when we were younger. And one thing that uh, has absolutely nothing to do with our choices today, but one thing that I remember was a big deal was... Uh, a lot of the arcade games or arcades that I would go to, you'd, you'd pump in a $10 bill, maybe a $20 bill, and you get a whole bunch of tokens or quarters. They'd usually provide you with like a paper cup or something to put them in. Yep. yep. Or a bag. Sometimes you'd get the little bag. <laughs> but remember like you- wash cup. <laughs> didn't you always have to, you always had to be like strategic with where you put your cup full of tokens or quarters because one yeah. you don't want you don't want somebody you know some jerk kid to make off with your little yeah. cup of quarters little jerks running around sometimes so you need it close but you also need it out of harm's way that you're not going to accidentally smack the thing while you're playing the game so <laughs> that, that i mean i i just remember that being a big deal to me when i was uh was a young guy but okay so my number two pick really it really captures what I was trying to do with my three picks and not only what I was trying to do with my three picks, but trying to do when I would attend the arcades, when I went to the arcades, I wanted, I was always drawn to the games that offered something that I could not get an experience that I could not have on my home console. Right. And so I would regularly play like the shooter games that had a gun or a rifle or, or you know, a handgun mm -hmm. or the driving games where you sit down, you got the gas pedal, the brake, <laughs> oh, you got yeah. the steering wheel. And that's why I'm going to go with outrun yes. as my number Ooh. two pick. And here's the Love thing. It. This game is this game. I'll tell you what. I think this is one of the most brilliant games of our lifetime <laughs> and let me tell you why first of all you sit down if you they had different versions right sometimes you would go to a location and it might just be the stand-up one with the with the little steering wheel but if you went to a fancy place they had you sat in this it looked like a red car with the wheels behind it yeah. the screen in front of you you could and the thing that i loved about those the driving games and i Watch that I'm saying driving, not racing. We'll go back to that here in a second. I love that you could you could kick that that uh, accelerator or kick that brake, and I, oh man, I hit it with every bit of strength <laughs> and power that I had in my little body. Oh, I would slam on those things. Now, 
this, why I think this is such a genius game is, and, and, and I'm going off of memory that is flawed and also from 30 years ago. <laughs> a little flawed. I don't recall this being an actual racing game where you were racing against other opponents. You were driving to a destination and had a limited amount of time to get there. That's yep, true. You, you nailed it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that was what was so that, that's what set this game aside from all the other racing games. You were trying it was more of an obstacle course where you were yep. trying to avoid certain obstacles from slowing traffic, you down you know, or hitting yep. pedestrians and and traffic and 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 the semi trucks and what have you. That's a brilliant idea. You're yep. it is a racing game because you're racing against time, but you're not racing against other cars, other opponents. Yeah, there there was not like a like a first, second, third, it was just you have to get to this spot by this time to keep going. I mean, that man, that was a hard game to leave off of my top three because I put a lot of quarters into this outrun game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The the appeal was not just the game itself, it was like the the it was an experience, you know what I mean? Like as a little kid to be able to get into a car. I mean, and, yeah, you're driving, like, whoa, yeah, I'm driving like a car. Less, yeah, unless you're in, unless you had a, um, a power wheels when you were a kid. I mean, even then, like in this one, you know, you got the the hot blonde chick next to you in the car, right? I mean, that's what that? I was going to say. That that, <laughs> that also was the appeal, I think, for like a young lad, right? Wasn't it everything yeah. that we thought, like everything we thought that our our teenager early twenties would be that like exactly. oh all of a sudden we're gonna magically have a, a red Ferrari, Ferrari with Testarossa a, with a good looking lady sitting shotgun and uh-huh. cruising through town and here's hey here's something that we don't want to skip over <laughs> this was the first game that I ever recall and still to this day 2022 the year of our Lord right and we sit here even this day to this day. This is a rare occurrence in video games. Remember Outrun, you could choose the song. They had a pl- yes. like a playlist. Oh, there yes. was only a few songs you could choose from. There's like you four could, or six songs, but yeah, and there's like you could choose the song. And that is a rarity even in the games that they're making today. It was a brilliant move by the people at Sega. Yes. That's that's a great great call, and, and honestly, I mean, Big Nick, this one. So, even though it's an honorable mention, I had to ping the research team for a little bit of info on this one. This was the highest grossing arcade game of '87, and yep. Sega's most successful one in all of the '80s. Wow, crazy of Sega, yep. like yeah, one of and, the video game kings. And I just remember, like you said, Dick, the uh, the one where you could sit down in it. Yeah. I mean, it just grabbed your eye. You're like, you're looking at the games, and you're like, whoa, what's that one? Yeah. You actually are like in a cockpit. I'll take that one. Yeah. So and I, I and I, I do remember that one always seemed like it cost more. Like, remember the, there was. Oh my bad, Mister Big. Oh, no, you're fine. It's like I just remember like the, some games would be like one or two tokens. That one was always like four tokens. Because of the the seat, they had to like, pay for the fancy game, and, and it when it took up a lot of real estate, like it took up the spot of maybe two or three other games. So I always remember that one was a little bit more, but it was like like ooh, that's the Cadillac of games, like you know. So there was a version in a pizza shop. So we used to go to Florida every year as kind of our family vacation. There was mm-hmm. a a pizza place we used to go to every year, 
And back tucked in the corner of that pizza parlor, there were some arcade games. Yep. And one of those arcade games was Outrun. And I, forgive me if you guys mentioned this, but this version of Outrun had the motor where the car moved and force feedback on the wheel itself. So it wasn't like the car oh. was just sitting there. The car actually like moved and shook and turned. It was crazy. Like I just remember I that was, like, was I the the sim the simulator cabinet version. It sat up on that little pedestal. Yes. Yeah. It, <laughs> that was that was the fancy boy. And I'll tell you what, fancy. here's the deal. I don't play the lottery, but money, yes. but but for some rare reason, if I were to win the lottery, even though I don't play it, this it, like if I had to list like 10 things to buy, that is exact one of the 10 things that I'm buying with the pedestal with the simulator and I'm yeah. in there driving. Oh my goodness. Guess what? Me your and Mark will be in. Nick. Are you playing that game? Shut up. I'm trying to play. <laughs> Me and Mark will be at I'm your just house. Kidding. You would never say all that the time. Wife, yeah. I would never yell at my wife. Never. Yeah. You Ooh. get smacked right out of that car. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I, great, great pick. Big Nick. And, and honestly, like, God, it's just, there's so many good choices. It's, it's so this episode is so nostalgic for me. Um, Big Nick, buddy. I absolutely love it, man. Well done. Out, outrun is Big Nick's number two pick. All right, so this one, this will be a quick one. So my number two, Mark, of course, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles in a half shell. And all the stuff you said exactly was why it was. Um, I loved the four player thing so it was like and especially like good going back to what i was saying before with me and my brother we would go into an arcade and we'd be playing and especially if like two other kids would be like hey we want to play too and be like yes exactly. this now your corridor goes from one level to like you could be playing for 15 20 minutes on a quarter yep and that was the whole you thing wanted the help yeah and, and you only had i mean again we didn't have disposable income when you were nine years old Nope. And so I love the, and I love that you could should have planned better. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't, ha- I didn't have a Roth IRA <laughs> back Brian then. You need a, you want to start with the five year plan, and then maybe have a six month plan yeah. as well, and try to mesh the two together. So I, there's not much more I can say than what we said before about the Ninja Turtles. What I just, I love the four player thing. I mean, to me, that was the first time I remember that being a thing. And at the arcades, they always feel like they had that one like front and center. You know, like that yeah. was like the prominent Absolutely. spot one so like yeah, i i'm ha- happy to have I, one i remember waiting in line to play it yep like literally because yeah. there are people playing you're like oh we have to stand here uh but That's i love point man like it, you kind of forget that you had to wait in line for some of these games you know and like sit and wait but you would do it you'd sit there you, your parents would be like here's Two dollars, yeah, <laughs> and that's eight I, I, games. So you're like, I'm gonna play the best games possible. Yeah, you you want the ones you want to play, and I loved the Ninja Turtles as a kid, and so did my brother. So it was like, of course, we're gonna wait there and play that. And uh, yep. big big Nick and I were talking earlier this week. There was a place in Columbus that we would frequent as kids. And it was called Putt Putt, um, and so it was like had yep. like the miniature golf, but on the inside yeah. was an arcade. So the it was like ass arcade that we yeah. had access to so that's where i played all these games i mean it was like that was like a kid's dreamland of like you'd go you play around a putt putt and then you if you were lucky you got two bucks from your parents yep. to play video games and just rage on video games so real quick before we move on this is kind of a behind the scenes moment uh i just want to make a note to the recording engineers here at the big kid staff 
Uh, could you earlier in his talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game with the four player version, Mr. B said, I love the four play. Could we isolate that audio and save it for a future episode? <laughs> I love the four play. He says, I love the four play. It's, it, it's uh, important. It's important. It's important. <laughs> oh. Let's get the good stuff. <laughs> Me and Mark minds are melting again. So, all right. I, so yeah, Mr. B had Ninja Turtles uh, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Excuse me. as my number two pick. Let's finish it off here. Mark, your number one arcade game from 85 to 89, buddy. Oh, well, again, my honorable mention list. Well, good thing is actually you guys have knocked a few off, but um, I have got to go with a 1988 classic, which was actually a sequel to another game that was released uh, a year or two earlier. Uh And that would be one Double Dragon. I knew it. Yes. Double Dragon yes. 2, that is. Double yes. Dragon 2. Yes. I, this still might be one of my favorite video games of all time. I I don't know what it was about the simple things in life when you were a kid, but. That's what, we're all like, ab- that's what we're all about on the show, buddy. Yeah, it's kind of like Rampage when you could grab a guy out of a toilet or off a toilet or in a <laughs> bathtub and throw him in. That's like grabbing out. a guy off the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking I, of audio, we should isolate for later. Right, right. <laughs> I just did it last week. No big deal. Last week. It was great. <laughs> so I remember on this one, if you remember the second one, you could grab the guys by the hair. And like give them a couple knees to the head. Oh, yep. oh and then what? you could throw them and toss them over your shoulder. You like like that? Something, something you like that? You like that was so satisfying about that. And like, you know, you could climb ladders. You're like, this is crazy. Like, what kind of science is this? You can climb ladders. It, it such a great game, man. I mean, and I remember because I remember the first one. And when Double Dragon 2 came out, it was like Far superior, like far. That was that was the yeah, other I one. The first one, but I, that's the one I also remember waiting in line to play yes. because it was like, especially when it came out, it was like, I mean, like you, all the stuff you just said it was like, not only are you fighting with like another person, you could like throw people and pick up stuff, pick up weapons, and you could like lead pipe. Remember, you could either throw it at them or you could hit them yeah, with it. That's right, and, and you could do the front kick and the back kick and yep. like. I think that was the one too. Remember one of the fight scenes you were fighting in a helicopter? Yeah. And th- and then the door would open and it would suck you out if you got too yep. close. Yeah. I mean, or you like, could send the enemies out. Yeah. If, if you kick the guy and he was close and he goes, whoa, get thrown out. It was like, like revolutionary. Like, yes. At the time. Oh, yeah. cheers to that pick, buddy. Double Dragon 2. I love it, man. That was an awesome pick. Yeah, I mean, it was it was fantastic. It's funny because, like, again, the story is there. Obviously, there's the girlfriend you're trying to ser- to save, which was the big piece of it. But I kind of forgot, like, when I went back and looked at it, it says, you know, um, the the dame's own distress from the original one was shot to death by the leader of the Black Jeez, Warriors. Like, they got what were dark. our parents letting us do? Like, my God. Well, well, think- well What's the status? And so then the guy got a new girlfriend and now she's kidnapped me. Like this relationship yeah. situation is not working out for her. Not well, not well. Don't and, date you know, any of the double dragons. It's bad news. <laughs> and I think that, I think that might've been the first time I like legit 
saw and partially wanted a tattoo because if you remember they, had the, <laughs> they were like flexing and they had the tattoos on your arm you're like that looks badass <laughs> like i'm nine years old that's Mom, when that's that's when mark became corrupted was when he started that's playing right. double dragon too. double dragon <laughs> <laughs> all downhill oh. from there <laughs> and, and, and mark i think you said that was 88 right that that one came out 88 yep yeah no it's yep. supported the nes uh, in 90 which a lot of these, they ported to NES a lot quicker than I thought because yep. it was still fun to go to the arcade. Like, I remember still wanting to go to the arcade and play them at the arcade. There was something about that experience and the the big joystick and exactly. the buttons and mashing, you know. Well, and I think as a kid, I remember it, it was something about if you were doing well, other kids started watching you. Yeah. So, like, there was a thing about that. Like, if you were on level five or six, other kids would start to crowd around. So, you're like... Now it's kind of like, oh, you guys are watching me. Like now you're, you're Fred kinda, Savage from The Wizard. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of you're kind of showing off a little bit and showing off your skills, and so that was kind of a cool thing that the arcade at, at home didn't have. I mean, you didn't have yeah. that kind of uh, I don't even know what you want to call it, just that appeal of like, hey, everyone, look how awesome I am at kicking people it was in the a face. Social event type of yeah. thing. And plus, you could you could peel off of one game and immediately go play three other games you loved, like yeah. without you know a whole lot of effort. So. Double Dragon 2, baby. It's Mark's number it one. I love it. Big Nick, your number one pick for arcade games from 85 to 89. It is so a big pick. This, this is why I got so excited. I cheered so loud when Mark announced his number one. Let's hear it. Because Let's my hear it. number one was actually inspired by... <laughs> Not necessarily your number one, but it was inspired by the original Double Dragon. So Double Dragon comes out, and now America, the children, fell in love with (laughs) beat-em-up style video games, right? That's all they were. Double Dragon, Double Dragon 2, those were huge success successes and it it went on to many other different versions of beating beat-em-up games. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles essentially is a beat 'em up game with a weapon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep, and definitely so inspired by Double Dragon. My number one pick was completely inspired by Double Dragon. They don't even try to hide it; they advertise it. And this one's called Final Fight. Yes. Oh, nice, buddy! Final Fight. Game. Yeah. So you have uh, basically you have two guys that are going to go and take down a whole gang, and we're going to fight it out in the streets. And we're missing Jessica. And who is Jessica? Well, she is the daughter of the mayor of Metro City, Mike Hagar, and we also have Cody Travers. So if in the the version that Cody I'm talking about. You would choose from Mike or Cody, and it, it was a two-player game, and we would play it at the arcade. And what was interesting was you go with a buddy or somebody you don't know, you have to decide who's going to get to pick their character first because I think whoever was second player got stuck with the other character. Now, mm-hmm, what was yeah. cool was both characters were very likable for different reasons, though. And so Mike Hagar was kind of this big, giant uh, he looked like Hillbilly Jim if he cared about grooming. And, <laughs> yes, yes. And he was kind of this bigger, slower dude, but he was very powerful with he these giant broad, yeah, very broad shoulders, super strong and powerful, and he could mess some dudes up. He had a mustache that won't quit, son. <laughs> and then you got Cody Travers, who's kind of like the cooler dude and the younger guy, and he's hey. a more of a brawler type. 
so I love the beat em up style games. I I played them probably from the time that that Double Dragon the original one came out, and I played every beat em up game after that that I could that I could experience. And this was one of my favorites. Yeah, this was a huge one for me, Big Nick. And again, somehow I had no clue how this didn't even come on my radar. It didn't even make my honorable mentions, well, which makes me sad because there's so many the good movies. Or, you know so what, Mark? Good games. It makes me sad, too. Will you forgive me? So I, I forgive up you. real quick a screenshot of the selection screen. So there was the three guys, like Guy, Cody, and Hagar. So Cody was 5.97 feet tall, 187 pounds. Guy, which was kind of like... That sounds like um, Mr. B. Kind of like <laughs> Ryu from Street Fighter a little bit. Yep. Yeah, the red, co- you know, um, gi or whatever, you know. And, and he was the same, an inch shorter, 158 pounds. Hagar was 6.64. It's funny, funny they call it 6.64. 6.64 feet tall, 297 pounds. Yeah, pick that guy. Freaking monster. Hey, so, and he was and it, he was a mayor, too. Not, so that means not only is he giant and powerful and strong and will whoop your ass, he got that beautiful mustache, but that mustache. Was, <laughs> he's got, he's got charisma. This guy, he's got, he's got charisma. He's got political he's power. That's right. He's been voted in mayor. <laughs> not only will he whoop your ass, but you're going to find yourself in mayor's court on Monday morning. That's right. See that? No Nick- bail for this fuck. <laughs> oh that's hilarious i love it I love final it. fight for big nick's Great number one pick. and you know what that one wasn't even on my radar either because i i think that was i think it was a more obscure game in some arcades Cap, so that's capcom capcom they capcom, they fly yep. under the radar yeah yep. and, and again you're kind of subject to the local arcade what they have and don't have but uh Final fight, and I remember playing that one. That just wasn't one that I remember playing a lot of, so that's why it didn't register my brain. So I love it. Absolutely. All right, final fight for Big Nick's pick. All right, let's move on to Mr. B's final pick. This one was an easy pick for me because it's the one I always went to when I played at the arcade as a young lad, and it was titled Ivan Iron Man Stewart's Super Off Road. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> So if you there, guys, there was my number one honorable mention. That so th- this was one oh, that hurt me. I don't know this list. one. All right, what? so it, all right, so I'm sorry. It was a, a game that had. Now if I'm you, sad. If you I remember come from a broken home. Yeah. Sorry, Mister B. We keep interrupting you. Hey, no <laughs> worries. We're so excited. Yes. So if you guys remember, it was one. It had three steering wheels. Yep. Yep. And it was, that was a stand, the draw of that game. Yeah. So three steering wheels and a, it had a gas pedal, and I don't even think it had a brake. I think it was just gas pedal. Yeah. Yeah. But. But you would race these little uh, like car trucks, and it would be a track, and you'd be jumping over stuff. And there's usually like a loop eight kind of course. Um, and I just I love, of course, I loved racing games, but the steering wheel always was like, ooh, a steering wheel, I want to do yeah, that. Yeah. And this was one where you didn't play like with people; you played against them. And depending on what spot you yep. got in, you would win like a uh, money to then upgrade your car. They had the super loose steering wheels, yes. too, didn't they? Oh, they always yeah, felt like loose. they were going to fall off onto <laughs> your damn lap. Yeah, and, they and, might have. And it wasn't like, a, like you could literally take the steering wheel and just like spin it out 360 degrees. Yeah. But I just, I love the idea, especially like I would play and then someone would stand next to me and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to whoop your ass, buddy. <laughs> oh, it was competitive. 
It was competitive. Well, and because you could upgrade your car, if someone joined in and you've been playing for, say, like five or six races, your car was exponentially faster than theirs because you had like upgraded tires and there was a button that was like turbo or it was like a nitro boost. And you could hit that and your car go and just like shoot. Yep. And that's what I love. Bunch of nitros. Yes. So off road was clearly my number one. I mean, Big Nick. It was a couple of years ago. We went to one of those eight bit arcades. I think I played that game for like twenty five minutes, and I was like, "I can't be beat. I'm the greatest." (laughs) (laughs) You are the greatest. That's why you are the greatest, Mister B. (laughs) But it goes it goes back to like all of my games were multiplayer games. I just I love that. Having other people, yeah, just being whether you're playing together or battling someone, and that was just again, Big Nick. You said if you won the lottery, you would buy Outrun. I would buy this game. So we're we're gonna have. I would be there to celebrate with you, my friend. Yes, we would. We would be, (laughs) and we're just gonna have video games for days, just playing each other. It's gonna be awesome. Absolutely, dude. I'm so glad that made your top top of your list because that literally was one that it it pained me to take it off. I remember exactly what you said, Big Nick, which was whipping that wheel and you're like how many kids have abused this thing because it looks like it's about to fly across the room yeah. and hit some kid upside the head the uh and the uh the uh like uh how much action. booger remnants is stuck oh yeah things? god <laughs> well see that's probably why we have great immune systems because who knows what weird yeah, stuff exactly. we were touching well and, and this was one that when it ported to consoles in the 80s we nearly- drank nearly it was not nearly as fun because you didn't have the wheel. Yeah, it was all about the wheel. I mean, I yeah. think if, if you took away the steering wheel, I probably wouldn't play it. It was. Just I don't a- know if. Well, my bad, Mister B. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. So I don't. I don't think it was the original Super Off Road. I think there was a sequel. But do you guys remember they came out with a version? So this was three player on the original arcade version. Yes. They later came out with a flat top table version that had two wheels on each side. And you could actually like, you'd stand above it, but it was flat like a table. So you'd be looking down at the screen. I, I, it wasn't the original version, but maybe it was huh. like a sequel. But yeah, it was, it was cool as well. But hmm. man, that game was so fun. And I, again, it was that aspect that you could like upgrade your thing and then some poor schmo walked up and you're like yeah. dude my nitrous is maxed out and well my my suspension is like <laughs> like no other could we have the engineer isolate upgrade my thing go ahead mr b <laughs> <laughs> a lot of isolation yeah. well, clips and just going them. back to uh, the last time i played this game i was i had been playing for like 15 minutes and then i some little kid came up and he started playing and i just destroyed him and i remember like <laughs> I, I I felt bad, but I also felt great at the Good same for time. You. <laughs> yeah, just Good like for you. I was like, I was like, dude, you can't hit kid. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, buddy. Yeah, I just smoked them, and I was <laughs> like, like, that kid just cried. I was like, <laughs> I was like, kid, I've been driving for like 40 years. Why get out of my way? You got nothing on me, son. All right, let's let's recap these bad boys, and then I know Mark's got a couple honorable mentions before we get out of here. So, oh, yeah. all right, oh, yeah. Mark's number three, Golden Axe. Number two. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and number one, Double Dragon 2. All right, Big Nick's number three, Rygar. Number two, Outrun. And number one, Final Fight. All right, Mr. Mr. B's number three, Rampage. Number two, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Cheers, Mark. And number one, Off-Road. 
All right. Actually, super off-road. Excuse me. Actually, the, the true title would be <laughs> Ivan Iron Man Stewart Super Off-Road. Excuse me. All right. Thank Big you. Mark, hit me with some honorable benches. I know you got a couple. All right. So the first one I got to call out is Paperboy. So that yeah. came out in 1985. Did you remember playing the one that actually had the handlebars? Yes. yes. That's what I was going to say. It had the actual handlebars, which again, like this was like so new that, you know, this concept of like kind of putting you in the game a little bit. So that mm-hmm. was, that was really cool. Um, that was our version of 3D video gaming. Yeah. yeah. You're like, whoa, I can actually. It was. <laughs> it was uh, another one was Afterburner. I don't know if you guys remember that the, yep. the flight one. So it actually came out on Genesis. It was a Sega game, but it was a flying game. Um, so like you were like a fighter jet, basically. So that was a super cool one. Um, and then the last one I'll throw out was a game called Seven Twenty. It was a uh, skateboarding game. So oh, cool nice, well. buddy. Very yeah. good. Yeah, Big so that Nick was cool as well. I can't throw Contra out because I didn't really play Contra that much in the arcade, I don't think. Yeah, I feel like that one, by the the time, because again, we're kind of getting to around that time is when Nintendo took over. Yeah. And so, like, the games didn't translate, and a lot of times the home game was better than the arcade, but... Or you just, you knew, like, once I buy the game, I'd have to feed quarters into it because Contra was so damn hard. Yes. Very good. Big Nick, you got any honorable mentions, buddy? I have one, but I'm also going to peel back the curtain a little bit, right? Now I'm going to, uh, this is a little show reveal for everybody. Ooh. We're crawling inside the brain of Big Nick. Okay, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, nailed it there, Mark. Double Dragon, nailed it there. Also, Mr. B, big shout out on the Turtles, you got it as well. But the reason why those two didn't make my final cut was when I first sat down and thought of my list, it was Final Fight, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Double Dragon. That was the <laughs> first re- gut reaction. I was like, those are all beat em up games. Like, I fell in love yeah. with the beat em up style of game. But again, we want to go to the arcade and get something that we can't get at home. We want to get it that unique experience. And so that's why I put on Rygar and then Outrun. But the beat up game that didn't make it in on anybody's list or honorable mentions that might have been looked over, Bad Dudes. You remember oh, Bad Dudes? I spent a lot of quarters, a lot of dollar bills on that game. I definitely played that one probably more on the consoles than in the arcade, but I bought that immediately when it came out, and that game was so fun. So remember, every one of these beat-em-up style games were so popular in arcades, they all did transfer. They ported to different consoles or to multiple consoles, and remember... They were always a letdown, weren't they? Because you you had already made up in your mind what the game is supposed to be. It's going to look like it did at the arcade. It's going to play like it did at the arcade, and it never does. I mean, they were good on the consoles, but they weren't nearly what they were in the arcade. And I think it's tied with, like we said, with the experience of like your. It was kind of a treat to go to the arcade, and For sure. like it, like the it's something about the sounds and the people and the the joystick was different versus a, a Nintendo controller. Like some of them didn't translate, even though they were fun. It's just like, yeah, it's not the same versus like, I want to shake this thing and grab this remote and I'm pounding the buttons and you're beating the hell out of the thing. <laughs> yep. It just, yeah. 
And there's Arcade. eyewitnesses too. There's yeah. eyewitnesses. And like yeah, it right. was it was okay to be smashing that right. saw that. button. Yeah. Right. You saw me just kick that guy in the face. <laughs> it pulls hair and throw a knife at him. But it was oh. just in the game, mom. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> All right, big kids, we gotta we gotta get ourselves to an arcade real soon. I'm sure it'll be creepy when we're hanging out with a bunch of seven year olds and kicking their ass, but that's what we do. We're fashionable. We're fashionable. We'll blend in. All right. Gentlemen, great show. I love your picks. Let's get out of the treehouse and let's let's just go to the arcade right now. What do you guys think? Let's do it. All right. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out. Subscribe. We're on all the fancy platforms, whatever you want to call it. Just check us out. Cool. All right. We are the fancy ones. Yeah, the fancy ones. We're only on the fancy ones. We're not on MySpace anymore. All right. We are. Sorry, Tom. Yeah. Sorry, Tom. We are the Big Kid Show.